The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. I think you can explain why you said that molecules don't exist what they teach in school. So, for example, HTU doesn't exist. No, no, no. The marble-like structures that you're teached in schools is not true. Basically, molecules are merely a conceptual framework that is explaining the behavior of these molecules. But when you zoom in, they're not marble-like structures. They literally consist of, you know, electrons, protons, neutrons. When you keep zooming in, they're consistent on, of quarks. And these elements, or these quanta, pop in and out of existence. It's not a solid state. And you are, tend to believe that you have these small little balls that are solid. But no, it's just probability waves. When you go all the way to the core of what everything it consists of, it's just probability waves of things popping in and out of existence. And it's very mind-boggling and paradigm-shifting to realize that everything you deem to be real is merely a probabilities. Most of it is just empty. It's quite interesting. Could you correlate this with Buddhism saying that only sensing is real? Buddhism is an esoteric, millennia-old way of looking at the world. I think with the time we live by, right? And with all the technology, we have become more competent and more insightful in explaining the world around us. And while Buddhism tried it their own way, and there is things in Buddhism that are very worth reading and understanding, I would not take that up as a source of authority whatsoever. I would always use my own critical thinking. So um, when you use old texts, right, or old religions or old uh, scriptures to understand reality, it's very uh, strange. It's much more likely that with our current understanding and technology, we have a better understanding of what we are than old scriptures. Of course, Buddhism, and that's the thing, like the problem with our current approach with science is that it diminishes a lot of the existential questions we have, which also have an answer when we understand consciousness. And consciousness is such a vague, understood concept in science that it tends to be taken out of the equation when it comes down to the scientific field, even though consciousness is also just a phenomena just like gravity or nature or whatever the fuck, consciousness has its explanation. And it is now just because of recently science starting to understand consciousness better and better that we can direct ourselves to science to give answers to existential questions, which we initially only found in esoteric beliefs and religion or whatever. Same with moral compass. Science gives these answers. And I know scientists will disagree with me, but it's because they have been conditioned to believe you cannot give a moral compass with science. But I disagree with that, not because it's my opinion, but because on a factual level, you can actually measure what is benefiting life and what is not benefiting life. You can have factual experiments that show when you drink poison, you're going to die and cease to exist. And if you use 
life as the reference frame to define what is morally right or wrong, which is obviously what it is, because you take away life out of the equation, then even the concept of, you know, right and wrong makes no sense, because you always need to define right and wrong relative to the reference frames. Obviously, you can, in a logical manner, bring about a moral compass, just understanding what benefits society and humanity the most and how we can move forward. And taking these aspects out of the equation and out of the discussion is actually unscientific to do. But of course, it's quite taboo. Just like back in the days, it was taboo to question certain dogmas in the scientific world. Just today, there's still these dogmas that we cannot tackle, not because science is enabled to give answers, but rather because humans are still limited in their understanding of what they are and are still driven by ego emotions and, and all that stuff. And that is also something when it comes down to scientists that scientists agree on, that scientists have a big problem with ego. And that's also why even older scientists, I think it was, uh, was it like quite older scientists say, there's a quote saying that the new science makes room when the previous generation of scientists dies. So yeah, it's true, like people hold on to their own dogmas, even though that shouldn't be the case with scientists. But hey, it's quite fascinating, though, because we assume that scientists have authority and stuff. And that's always what we do. Same with doctors, same with lawyers. We give away our authority. We assume other people know it better. But I can tell you that is not true. When you use your own understanding and your own insights and you use reality as your only source of authority, Man, oh man, you would see that there are a lot of stuff that is going around you is just a big bubble. I'm more competent than lawyers when it comes down to figuring out how to solve things here. And I'm more competent even than doctors when it comes down to diagnosing myself. And the reason why that is, is not because I am a doctor or I'm a lawyer or whatever. It's because I really think outside the box and I have access to resources. And honestly, they're just doing their job. They don't give a shit. Like if you go to a doctor, for example, right, they have very specific treatments and they just, you know, assume, oh, you have a cold, you have this, you have that. How many people die because of misdiagnosis? And if you don't believe me, go to five different doctors and see if they say the same thing. They will all say something different unless what you have is very, very easy. And that just goes to show, I mean, people always assume, give away their authority. Same with lawyers. They assume that lawyers dictate what is lawful and what is unlawful or what is possible, what is not. That's not even true. It's the law that does. And a lot of lawyers only are specialized in their own field. If they are used to work with industries and there comes someone to do a charity, they won't think about registering as a religion at all because they're specialized in their own field. And people miss out on opportunity after opportunity after opportunity because they have others dictate their lives. When you go through life, right, and you take ownership of your own actions and of the consequences and you become responsible and have integrity, you don't start pointing fingers to make yourself feel better. Your compass, your framework is not feeling better, but it's looking at reality and just saying like, yeah, I have to do what is right. Done with all the bullshit. And the thing is, by having that framework and that mindset, what you do is you shift away from thinking in problems and whining and victimizing yourself. That does nothing. But you start thinking in solutions and acting. That is the difference between, you know, being a child and being an adult. You grow into a more action-oriented person that gives you a lot more clarity and a lot more ability to have control over your own life. That's all I'm telling you guys. Gain control. Take control of your own life. Don't have other people make the decisions for you. Think for yourself. Do what you believe is right, truly right. 
And don't make excuses. Be responsible. And doing what you believe is right is not going like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, take care of myself and screw the world. You know that's not the right thing to do. You guys understand this shit really, really well. Take responsibility. That's what I gotta say. Don't make bullshit excuses. Grow up, man up. Don't be a leech. Don't be a parasite. Don't be weak. Be strong. You are the parasite thing. Taplo, you're exactly doing what I'm saying. You're pointing fingers, man. Stop pointing fingers. It doesn't fucking work. You know why you point fingers? To make yourself feel better? Because your entire compass, your entire safety network is defined by the intersubjective reality. What the collective people believe. But let me tell you something. People don't give a shit about you. They don't care. What you think that many people believe that dictates your life is just a wave you're riding. The reality underneath it is what defines these waves. And when that stuff starts collapsing, right? These waves that you are, you know, strongly holding on to suddenly aren't there anymore. For example, if you go to university because you think like everybody around you, the waves tell you like, yeah, for your future, for your jobs. If the reality underneath, right, once you're done with your university, doesn't need your job because machines can do it instead and do it cheaper. These waves aren't there anymore and you just crash with your face against the fucking wall. True safety, right, does not come from just following what's hip, the masses. Safety comes from understanding the underlying foundation that brings about the waves and it's when you start pinging towards that rather than the waves that you become truly independent confident and achieve stuff you see things happening before they actually are experienced that way you see things coming and you can basically anticipate the waves and by doing so you can benefit from it greatly but yeah it's really like people come and point fingers and try to take away their responsibility dude It's good, it's nice, it's healthy to be responsible. It's what you want. You want to be responsible, right? You want to be able to count on yourself or not. You don't want to be able to rely on yourself. Honestly, like think about it for five seconds. Do you want to be able to trust yourself that you're going to do what is right, that is best for you? If you think working out is good, you can trust yourself that you're going to do it rather than just sitting away and potatoing away your life. Do you want to backstab yourself? Because if the now is the only thing that matters, how you feel right now, then tomorrow which is going to happen anyway, that version cannot trust you right now because you're screwing him over. You're literally screwing yourself over. And that guy tomorrow cannot trust the guy the next day because he's going to screw that one over. You literally live a life where you are screwing yourself over all the time. Don't you want to be able to trust yourself? No, like, yeah, I can rely on myself. I know who I am, what I stand for. And I'm not just going to, you know, succumb to some feelings. Some feelings of like, oh, this. No, I keep going. I got this. Don't you want that? You want it to be that whiner that just goes around whining to people thinking like, oh, look at me. Nobody gives a damn fucking flying fuck. Maybe when you would be a pretty girl or something, maybe that would work. Because then guys will pretend they care, you know? But honestly, let me tell you something. Victimizing yourself and pitying yourself is not the way to go. And it's really a spoiled behavior. The best thing is to be responsible, to be able to count on yourself. Why don't you just pick up Pick up your responsibility. Become a man. Why don't you do that? Why don't you every day after the real talk go and make excuses? Why don't you just say like, fuck this shit. It ends now. I'm going to take shit more serious. Why don't you do that? And it doesn't even mean like applying. It means being a responsible human being. Doing what is right. And being responsible is not just others can rely on you. It's you can rely on yourself. No bullshit. No excuses. It doesn't work. It screws you over. You guys know it. 
You guys have probably 18, 20, 22 years full of it. It's so much more fulfilling to be able to wake up and know you're going to do what you gotta do. Because even if you feel like not doing it, you won't allow yourself to have how you feel define what you do. But rather what you think and what you know is right. Your paradigm is much, much more consistent and strong when reality is what dictates it and not just what you feel. Experience is merely a tool and it can be helpful. I'm not saying you're going to neglect what you feel and such, but man, oh man, if you let it dictate what you do, you're screwed. You're done good. It is possible to live a normal life and not ever tell a lie. But Luma Cookie, that's another thing. Lying, right? What is lying? I'm going to tell you guys something really interesting. This is something for you guys to really think about it. How people frame things. Do you know that honesty is experienced differently from person to person? When you are more emotionally oriented, you are honest when you express your feelings. When you're more cognitive oriented, you're honest when what you say is what you believe. It's two very different things. That's why when you can talk to a girl, you can say something that you believe is right, yet she thinks you're dishonest because it's not really how you feel. While on the other hand, when a girl comes to you and starts talking about stuff that is completely crazy, but that's how she feels, she thinks she's honest, yet you think she's full of shit. So basically what I'm saying is depending on whether you're more left or right hemisphere oriented, what happens is you're going to channel honesty differently. So when you say like, oh yeah, can I go through life telling a lie ever? The thing is, when you say telling a lie, you are looking at it from the eyes of others. That's your reference frame. You lie when you tell someone else something that is not true. You know what I define as lying? Lying means you lie to yourself. That is what truly lying is. Because the moment you lie to yourself, it doesn't even matter what you say to other people, even if you believe it. And how do you lie to yourself? How do you define it? When you tell yourself stuff that is not real, that's what lying is. And what is real is defined by reality, not by what you feel or what you think. So having this honest, unbiased relationship with yourself is what true honesty is. And the moment you see honesty like that and see lying like that, then even if you say a lie to someone else, as long as you're honest to yourself, it's no biggie. It might say like, what are you saying, thing? Well, if you're in a situation, right, where someone points a gun at you and says lie, you think you're going to be honest? Of course not. Because reality defines what is true or not. If you can do a lot more good telling a white lie, you'd be a criminal not doing it. And I had this discussion once with one guy, right? I said, like, imagine if you're a politician and you know by being honest to the people, you lose the elections. And as a result, a dictator takes over and destroys the planet. What would you do? Would you lie or would you be honest? So like, I'd be honest. And then fucking five minutes later, he was lying about what he was talking about. It's very easy in the intersubjectivity to say, like, I am an always never lie. It's bullshit. That's a lie on itself. That's being dishonest towards yourself. And some people might even believe that. Some people might even say like, yeah, 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 that's how it is. But it's not true. So when you tell me, can you go through life without lying? I would say, yes, you can go through life without lying to yourself. It is a process. It is a journey, but you can have the intent to not lie to yourself. You can be truly honest to yourself at any given moment. And if sometimes you're going to have to overcome certain obstacles, but you can have this relationship with yourself. But when you channel lying as talking to others and such, you are already, you know, on a fundamental level lying to yourself. Because that's not what the truth is. The truth is not what other people think or what other people believe or whatever. The truth is what is real. And what is real is not something that is, you know, absolute. It's something that we interpret with our senses, with our perception. We constantly have to, of course, correct. Sometimes what we even see isn't real. We got to adapt. And that's the thing. 
When you look at it like that way, it's a different paradigm. It's not just a different paradigm. It's just the truth. It's more honest. I'm going to tell you guys something really interesting. It's a tip for you. NLP, right? Neuro Linguistic Programming. When people say a certain claim, for example, like a thing, you have issues. If I would disagree with him, he would get triggered, create an ego wall and respond like that, right? So the best way for me to respond to it is not say, I don't have issues. The best way is saying like, yes, I agree with you. I do have issues and then give my own interpretation and basically give my own narrative and define issues the way I want. And the person goes like, okay, okay. And that's the thing, like when it's about ego, right? You want to fight, you want to disagree. And it's also like a lot of people say people here are yes men and people that can be more ego more bullying, say, I'm not a yes man. But what is really crazy is when it's about me controlling the narrative, it's not about you agreeing with me. It's about me getting what I want. And me getting what I want is not achieved by playing the game in a way that you agree with. It is about playing the game in a way that I get what I want. So for example, if you're a bully or you're full with ego, whatever, I would use NLP and profile stuff in a way that you would disagree with because you're so fucking angry and I put it in a way that you want to say no. And yet I just get what I want. And that's the thing. A lot of people think like, oh yeah, when you're more into ego, when you're more into, you know, like uh, aggressive, that you are more in control. But it's not true. When I understand these mechanics, I can just profile things in a way that I get what I want anyway. It's about understanding people on an emotional level. And that's the thing. When you come here, right, and you start saying these things and all that stuff, Little do you know, if you're more cognitive and more developed, you're able to pass the narrative in your advantage, even when the person thinks he got it his way. And that's the power to make sure that you get what you want in reality, while the other person believes that he got it the way he wanted. I was thinking about something. I was thinking about a story when I was younger, right? And we were done with high school. The people went to university. And there was one guy that was a friend in school, not really a, a real friend, friend like Reese or something, but just a friend in school. And he was always very much busy with other people thought about him, career and stuff. He was also Moroccan, Moroccan origin. And he went to university, studied, I think, engineering. And then he started working for Sony. And I had talks with him now and again, but once he got married, he broke all contact. He reached out back to me when I was all over the news in Belgium, but I didn't really get back to him. But um, the reason why I'm telling this story is because he got hired to work for Sony. And he told me that when you start working for Sony, at least in Belgium 20 years ago, that the path of your career for managers gets defined the moment you get hired. And you need to do all kinds of psychological tests. They follow certain graphs and stuff to see whether, you know, how far you can go on the hierarchy. And I was in my room and I was just thinking about that. And what I find fascinating, right, is if someone would give me a diagram and say, like, this is your path, there is no part of me that would just accept that, even if research has been done or whatever. And what I mean with that is not that I want to deny facts and psychological tests and all that stuff, but to me, it goes further. I would want to understand why these graphs work the way they work, because these graphs have a reason to be there. And I would want to understand that. And the thing is, what I realize is for a lot of people, right? When you are presented a problem, you look at the problem. When I'm presented a problem, I understand the underlying reasons of why the problem exists in the first place. And when you look at a problem, trying to tackle it full force ahead, 
you miss out what is keeping the problem in the state it is, and you sometimes lose your ability to find a solution that is right in front of you, but it's not within the problem. And this is a way of thinking. It's a how. And I will give you guys an example. I'm just giving you this example because it can help you guys understand what I mean with the problem. Like match three in the game, right? has to be deterministic, but we use an asset from the Unity Asset Store that we bought. And in the Unity Asset Store, the effects of the game and the movements are all randomly generated. And what it needed, the coder that had to implement it, first, it looked like it was going to be easier to just implement it and bypass these things and make it that way deterministic. And he, you know, spent a lot of time in it. But there was one part in the match tree that was really incredibly hard, which he broke his head days for, which is combining two power-ups, definitely with the ball, since the power-ups gets pushed all the way. And because the effects are part of the logic rather than having them split. And we didn't use entitas, which is a different way of coding and splits data with logic. It was a mess because the effects just were randomly. And it was very hard to fully play the game on our server to check whether what people do matches and to have replays. And uh, he was breaking his head for it for, I think, days. And because I'm always downstairs working on something, I was just like, because I just see it, I'm always very aware of people and their state and stuff. And I was like, what's going on? And he said like, yeah, I have this problem and it's just unfixable. And I was like, okay, what is it? Like, yeah, if you match a power-up with uh, the special ball, what happens is it just crashes. It's not deterministic because of the effect being part of the code of this Unity asset. And there was even people thinking of redoing it all. And the thing is, when you look at the problem, right, and I'm not even a coder, but when you look at the problem, you go like, okay, how do you fix that? It's really hard, close to impossible. You could put it, but it could cost months. And the thing is like, you can break your head all day on fixing that problem. But if you understand the underlying reason, why even have it work that way? It's because we want to have a good experience for players, right? But what is it that could give an even better experience for the players? yet would resolve that issue. And it is when you match any power-up with the magic ball, it clears the board. Then you might say, like, yeah, but what if you have two power balls? Then it clears the board twice. And that solution fixes all the deterministic problems. And experience-wise, even feels much better because playing it and adding these tools and clearing the board has a better dopamine effect than just seeing all the rockets flying on your screen randomly. The reason why I'm explaining this example is because if you look at the problem, there seems to be no solution. But if you look why the problem even exists in the first place and understand why you even need to go inside that direction of the problem, you widen your spectrum and you can find solutions to problems that you would think had no solution. The same with streaming. And I keep saying that, I keep repeating that, and I know some people might wonder like, yeah, and I'm explaining you guys how it works. The way it works and why I come up with these solutions very easy is because I don't take any source as authority. I take full ownership myself of everything and only reality defines the boundaries of what is possible and what not. Not diagrams, not doctors, not lawyers, not textbooks, but reality. And it's a way how to think. The streaming is another nice example. If you go to a developer and you say like, yeah, my phone, iPhone 4S, I want to be able to stream on the iPhone 4S. He would say, that is impossible, sir. There is no way that it's technically possible to stream on your iPhone 4S. And it is in a sense true. If you want to generate the video and send it through the internet, 
It is impossible to do that. You can't. Because the iPhone 4S doesn't have the capacity to do that. But to me, when you give me that problem, I don't think like that. I don't think within the framework of what the iPhone 4S is capable of. I think, okay, what does it take to stream something? Oh, it takes the gameplay that is sent to the server, right? But the phone doesn't have to do that. We can just send the movements to our server and simulate the game on the servers. And then suddenly you can stream H definition on a 4S without problem. And the thing is like, the reason why I'm saying that, it's not because I'm a genius. You guys are all geniuses. I'm not that smart. I just look at the problem and I try to understand it. And I don't just assume whoever gave me the problem already knows the answer and is just caught up on it. I always immediately think independently, use my own critical thinking and try to figure things out. And if you have that as a mindset, I guarantee you, you will achieve so much more in your life. But of course, it requires you to take ownership of your own life and not have other people make decisions for you unless you outsource it and you take full responsibility. It's about a maturity, a level of maturity that brings about this insight. And I have to say that this way of thinking, I adopted it more and more as I grew older. Because even if I was younger, I was naive. I assumed professors knew it better. I assumed doctors knew it better. I assumed lawyers knew it better. But as I grew up, it didn't take me so old. I I was 19 years old, 18 years old, where I knew when everybody was just full of shit. It was just all a facade, a bubble. I knew it better by thinking for myself. And that's the thing. I'm not saying like you knowing it better from an ego or identity point of view, but allowing yourself to know it better, even if that means you trust someone because you think like, hmm, he might have more insight. You still know it better to allow him to give you the insight. But the key is always you, always. And if then stuff doesn't come out because a doctor gave you a false prescription or whatever, you don't blame the doctor. You try to improve yourself. And that's the thing. If you become the center of every type of action, if you become the center focal point of your decisions and everything you do, you gain true control, independence and critical thinking on a level that most of you guys cannot even grasp right now. And that's the main difference between me and anyone else. On a fundamental level, I always think stuff through, even if that means I outsource it to someone else. I always find the fault in myself if something doesn't work out. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.